back to the Starbucks Pass Podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Level. With me, as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. We're back here for part three of our 2022 NFL mock draft. And if you've missed the first parts, um, might want to check out those because uh, pretty important uh, leading up to the number 17 pick here as we start off with 17 and get through 23 in this episode. Um, we have made 16 picks. We've had one trade. Not a significant trade, but um, there was a team that traded up. Uh, to get a player of need. And uh, beyond that, Dylan, uh, lots of interesting choices. As we said, uh, we repeat for the third time. I think our chances of getting this particular draft right this season are very slim, whereas I think last year there was a lot more clearly defined spots where you kind of had a really good feel on who was taking who. And, um, you know, you could have probably picked a couple teams that would trade up. And as we said, I think we nailed one of them last year. But, this is a draft. I think it goes so many different ways. And when you look at where we are heading into the number 17 pick, um, boy, it is. Um, <laughs> I mean, there are some guys that we may have like in the top 10 that may not may still be on the board at this point. Um, I don't think so. But there are just a lot of different possibilities on how this thing could go to this point. I think there's yeah some in that range of like uh, number nine with Jermaine Johnson. We had the Seahawks take him. That's one guy I'm like maybe could could drop there. Maybe some other names. You're right. It, it kind of depends on how it all goes. But I have a hard time seeing too many guys fall far. Maybe we had Kyle Hamilton in the top ten. Maybe he's one that's not going to be quite there. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, this draft it's just way harder to know exactly what teams are going to do compared to some other past ones. I like to still like have a better idea of if we get like you know. Out of the first 15 picks, if we get like 14 of those right, that's still good, even if the teams aren't all matched up. But uh, yeah, there's as a big thing that we've right now. We still have a lot of receivers left um, that definitely could go higher than they have in our mock. Um, I expect in this episode, maybe all three of those guys, uh, the top ones that are left, will end up being drafted. I'll be surprised if not all three, probably at least two. Um, but yeah, we've gone really heavy for a reason. It's been a draft that's. Uh, a lot of uh, really impressive offensive line and defensive line uh, pass rusher type uh, prospects and that's kind of been our uh, our formula we got the top corners going in the last episode so we'll see but yeah like you mentioned it's a tough draft to figure out where everyone's going usually it's just the Raiders back when they when John Gruden and Mayock were still there we, we they're always the team that was the wild card that would take some guy that's mocked by most people in the third round in the yeah. first round now we don't have to worry about that so uh, just more of a random actual overall uh, draft here and uh, but I think yeah for you with the Chargers coming up yeah it's presented a interesting opportunity and decision to make that they uh, quite possibly won't have to make if these receivers go higher up um, but it's kind of falling that way for you yeah, well, let's get to it. Number 17 is the Chargers, and let me just tell you right now, every mock draft on the planet that I've seen has the Chargers going offensive tackle here, uh, and it's Trevor Pinning. Like, they have him as the – like, everyone is in unison mm-hmm. on this. Um, there is a consensus that he seems to be the guy they're going to take. But the problem that presents itself is the one we talked about in the last episode where Jamison Williams and Garrett Wilson have both dropped – all the way down here to this point. And when you have two wide receivers like that, I mean, if I'm the Chargers and I'm looking at this, I'm like, yeah, we really need that help on the offensive line. But, boy, these two guys have really fallen to this point. And, uh, you know, it's like, which which, which do you want? And remember, it wasn't the same situation, but we had a similar situation last year where the Bengals, we said, everyone's like, well, they got to go offensive tackle, right? There's no choice. They've yeah. got to get some line help. <laughs> And we said, well, hold on a second. If Jamar Chase is sitting mm-hmm. there, 
I remember I made that pick in our mock yep. draft. I said, I think they're not going to be able to pass him up. They're going to say, we've got to take this guy. Um, even though we really need help on the offensive line, everybody's going to think maybe we're a little crazy for not addressing it with our first pick, but they went that route anyways. And that is the predicament here I have for the Chargers is are they going to do the same thing? Because as you pointed out, Dylan, as of right now, the Chargers do not have a second round pick. So I'm trying to look at their full slate of picks they're going to have um, this season. Their next pick is, I believe, 87th overall somewhere or 79th yeah 79th so whew, that's a long way down um now again they could trade but they only have six total picks here or i wake i'm sorry they've got multiple uh sixth and seventh round picks mm-hmm. uh but again that's not to me that's not going to be enough to push you up into probably the second round there's going to be some kind of package that needs to be done if they're going to go there um so it's like this is a big pick for the Chargers because you're theoretically you're not going to have another choice for quite a while. So, man, it's tough because I'm like, do do I go the route that everyone else is going and say, all right, very simple, Trevor Penning, they got to have the the offensive line help too, or do they feel like there's when you have one of those two guys? And I think it's to me, I think it's specifically down to Williams and. Um, and Wilson. Now, again, someone else could be put in that that range. We've already taken Drake London to the Commanders. Um, Traylon Burks is another one that's out there that's not far away from this range. Mm -hmm. So, boy, this is a tough one. I think if Charles Cross – it's just not a huge spoiler. If the Saints hadn't just taken him at 16, um, that would be a hard guy to pass on because yeah. I, the, the right tackle was a huge problem for the Chargers last year. It was just a constant, especially in that Raiders uh, final Week 18 game. I, I mean, they were just abusing Storm Norton and whoever else they had over there. I mean, I, it was just it was hard to watch it. Some uh, was it Trey Pipkins? I mean, they just yeah. I mean that it was a major problem on the right side of the offensive line. And uh, so you have yeah, it's that it's the interesting kind of it's a tough thing here. They they did keep Mike Williams, obviously. I would say that Williams and, and Keenan Allen are very different receivers than the two guys we're talking about here. Um, it's just a matter of do they, you know, if Cross was there, I think they would have maybe taken him. But with Penning as that guy, like you're saying, uh, as you, I, yeah, pretty much across the board, it seems like a lot of people are penciling him in here uh, to be there to pick. And even if he can't start right away at right tackle to play guard, but man, the idea of the, the speed and just how things could open up and you look at that, uh, already what Justin Herbert has done and just adding another weapon for him. It's a really, it's an enticing pick for sure. Oh boy. Um, this is always like, I feel like I've reached this point where it's just like, I think as we've talked about to me, I just, I don't know. Like, I think that, Penning makes a lot of sense because at this point I'm thinking I feel like Penning's fallen a little further than maybe he actually will um man but if I'm the Chargers and I see Jameson Williams there I'm probably thinking about it um mm. man this is like the this is the toughest one so far Chargers it's all your fault here um <laughs> It's always the Chargers. Uh, I'm using my, I'm using all my my war room time here. Um, I'm really trying to figure out which way to it's go. It's a with tough one, one, but yeah, 
I think that. Hmm. Hold on a second. We're gonna. We're just gonna drag this thing on. Everyone's <laughs> loving this right now. But um, I think to me, it's probably looking at the depth of of each unit in this draft in terms of the position. I don't think there's a ton of wide receiver depth. So therefore, <laughs> I think they have to take the best player on wow. the board. And I think the best player on the board is still probably Jamison Williams, in my opinion. Oh, so I'm going to go Jamison Williams here as the pick. I just, I know there's going to be hesitation with the ACL and all this stuff, but Man, I think this is, as we said before, I think this is a top 10 player, fully healthy. Had he come into the draft fully healthy, I think he'd be in the top 10. And quite mm -hmm. frankly, he could still be he in still the top might 10. Be, yeah. <laughs> um, so I know offensive line is so valuable, and we know, and I mean, that's what we were just talking about, right, is it's, it's crazy for us to not have these wide receivers picked at this point because usually this is what we do. Um, but I think if Jameson Williams is there, I think if I were the Chargers, I would take him. So, I'm making the pick. Um, yeah, it's your pick. I'm gonna, I'm gonna <laughs> pick Jamison Williams. So there yeah, go. that's a deep threat that is unlike what Mike Williams is, who, who's gonna go up and get you a rebound. This guy's just ridiculously fast. Uh, still, not don't let the, the the actual straight up speed deceive you though, in terms of how quick he is and his route running ability. So yeah, I mean, it worked out well for the Bengals. Obviously, it's very different. Not saying that Jamison Williams is going to come in there and put up record-breaking numbers like Justin Jefferson like two years ago and now Jamar Chase a year ago. Um, but man, that that trio of receivers and then Austin Eckler too. And it's like, yeah. we've already seen Herbert, how I, not unlike Joe Burrow, his ability to avoid the rush and make plays happen off schedule, I think uh maybe you figure that one out a little later and just capitalize on the fact that this Jam uh, adding jameson could give you just another element here and uh, you'll figure out the rest but uh like i said if cross was there maybe different stories the guy that some people have a big board like top five you know like in terms of best players just available um so maybe if he was there it would have been different for you but i i can't blame you at this point for taking jameson williams and just selfishly not being a charger fan just for my own enjoyment i would love to see him in that offense <laughs> Yeah, because I mean, I'm thinking about them like Keenan Allen, Mike Williams are there. We know mm -hmm. Gerald Everett's a tight end. You mentioned Eckler, but like wide receiver beyond those two, like, there's not much there. Yeah, the and, depth is it's shallow. Um, Palmer, and as we know, like if you're a team that can have three wide receivers like that, three guys mm -hmm. that you fully expect to produce at a top level. I mean, and again, knowing what they're going to do with Eckler in the passing game too, I think that would be like you'd be set at that point. Um, and I think it's just a matter of do the Chargers – again, are there injury concerns? Like, do they have concerns with Williams at that point? But I think it's just, to me, as I said, if he's still there, I think you take him because you, you want to prevent the Chiefs from trading up, which I, I proposed that in the last one where if Williams is still there at this point, like you're looking at 18 and thinking, all right, Chiefs are coming up to get him if we don't take him, and that may be a mistake. Um so I don't know. I just I think that's what I would go with, even though I think Penning is probably the guy that's fallen the furthest, maybe to this point um, in our draft. But I just find it hard to ignore. But um, that now that means you're going to have another choice of a wide receiver here at 18 with the Eagles. Uh, this pick comes from the Saints, which the Saints will be the next pick at 19. Um, I think you're going wide receiver here too. So I, I may have just taken your pick because I think you would have took Williams if he was still there. 
Yeah, I definitely would have. I, it would have been really fun to see him team up there with Devontae and uh, kind of get that old Alabama mojo going. But yeah, it's. Yeah. I mean, so we took, uh, I believe, Devin Lloyd right with the with yep. our for the last Eagles first round pick. So definitely fill, filled a need there. I still think their secondary could use some work. A lot of people have mocked Trent McDuffie from Washington to the Eagles in this spot. But I'm, it's the it's the fact that these receivers have fallen that we just didn't necessarily expect uh, would have. I, I think Drake London would have also been a really good fit here um, if he hadn't come off the board uh, as another guy that the Eagles and a lot of mocks are taking in the same spot. Oh, man. And, he, you know, maybe someone does trade up to 18 if for – I don't know if they would trade back for a receiver, but I'm trying to think of if anyone needs an offense alignment so badly that they would maybe look at this spot Oh, man, who would even be in that category coming up close? It might be teams with early second-round picks. One place has mocked oh, a trade with the Chicago Bears at CBS Sports. They had the Bears trading up here to get pending. That's not a crazy idea, honestly. That's not a bad one. Um, in terms of where you'd be at and the Eagles, how he loves to, to get his uh, trade back if he can and acquire picks and get back to having that depth that they, they had – were so strong at when they won their Super Bowl really not that many years ago at this point only four or five years ago oh man this is tough because I yeah Williams and London are the two guys I really like in that spot for them I think the Saints are probably hoping that they don't take one of those guys because they might I I could see you definitely with that next pick I wouldn't be shocked if you went that route at all with a with a receiver there I think Williams obviously would have fit perfectly into what they want there's a number of really good attractive names left at this point um but instead of having the bears i don't want to take the same thing cbs did there that doesn't seem too fair i think i'll keep the eagles in this spot and you know maybe they they probably didn't expect garrett wilson to be this far down the board um and uh, you know just even if i you know not exactly the same at all skill set as Devontae Smith, I would say they're a little closer than maybe some of these other prospects were and how and what they could be in their usage. Um, but still another great route runner that obviously has the ability to, to hit a home run ball at a pretty high rate. Still a guy, I mean, and it's just another guy that can beat someone one-on-one. And we know Devontae Smith's already become one of the best route runners really quickly in the league, which is insane to say. I, I, I believe it, though, watching him play. And to have Wilson there as well, I mean, it's just another weapon for them. Uh, you know, makes it a more attractive when you know if we'll see how everything goes with Jalen Hurts this year. If they find themselves in a place next year where they need a quarterback, or they're trying to be the next team to be able to get the Matt Ryan that's on the market, or the Matthew Stafford, or whatever it ends up being, um, he only makes that look more attractive. So, I'll put Garrett Wilson in here at number eighteen. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't think he falls any further than this. So. Um... That's where I think the Chargers picking Williams there. If they were to – let's see, if we would have went pinning on that one, then I think you have Williams and Wilson to go mm-hmm. back-to-back here at 18 and 19 to the Eagles and Saints. But like you said, that kind of sends that domino there uh, into that. So, I, yeah, I think Wilson by this point, I think he goes no lower than 18. Now, again, that's dependent on trades and those kind of things. But mm-hmm. if the board somewhat falls this way, um, I don't think he's going any lower than this. So – um, yeah, I think that that's uh, certainly an, an ideal pick uh, for the Eagles there at 18. And uh, luckily for everyone listening, Dylan was a lot quicker about this one uh, than I was. So, uh, But uh, we're back to me, and uh, we know that means I'm going to take a little time here because now wide receiver, um, maybe not as obvious at this point, mm-hmm. uh, for the Saints at 19, which uh, Dylan took at 16, as we mentioned, uh, Charles Cross. So the offensive line has been addressed. 
at 16. Um, now, for the Saints, it's a matter of where do you go next. Well, um, that's where things are going to get interesting because I, I liked your proposal of a potential trade here of someone trading up maybe to get pinning at this spot. And I think if he's still there, I truly think that's a that's an ideal possibility mm-hmm. um, for someone. And like you mentioned, I think the Bears are one of those teams because the Bears don't have a first-round pick. Um, uh, but, I mean, I don't know how we package that trade to do that. Um, i trying to think of who else we have on the board here that's still out there that we have not yet – um, I mean, because really, if you think about it, we, we've taken pretty much the quarterbacks that we expected, except for one. Um, Matt Corral is the one that is not yet there. But, I mean, you've also got to – I mean, I guess Sam Howell. Have we, have we taken Sam Howell? We have no, we haven't. Um, and uh, Desmond Ritter. That's right. I just don't think this is that spot mm-hmm. for those guys. Um, maybe I'm wrong on that because, again, we, we know how this works, right? I think someone's going to trade <laughs> up for Corral. I don't know when that's going to end. Or, or, or the Seahawks take him at nine. I, I would not be stunned completely by that. Yeah. We talked about that earlier. Um, but I think if we if we leave the Saints here, man, I hate to go wide receiver for a third time in a row. But, I mean, I just keep looking at this and I'm thinking – Let's see. At this point, who are the guys that have fallen the furthest for us? Carl Aftis at um, Purdue, I think, but that's that's not really an area of need. Um, I guess Trent McDuffie's still out there. McDuffie, that was the one I was going to mention. I think, by and large, otherwise, there's not a ton of guys yeah. that have fallen. I wouldn't say have fallen far. Some mocks might have guys like Andrew Booth, the corner from Clemson, going a little earlier, but I don't that's not a common not Chris a common Olave is still out there yes right? him yet. but he's kind of um, gone in this range a lot i think or even a little later yeah burks is an interesting one to me and that's not just coming from the sec guy but mm-hmm. i've seen a you know a lot of different a lot of different um things here when you look at it there i i think that's the direction i'm going to go here because i think that is like we said, we could certainly see the Saints going wide receiver here. Um, and, again, I think that's where you would you would feel a lot better if it's yeah. one of those two guys that we just took. But I still think there's value um, if it's Burks here uh, because, again, I think the, the speed is really the big thing, and, and I feel like that would be something maybe that they would um, – you know, because look, we we know like the situation with with Michael Thomas and those kind of things, and you just don't know exactly how it's going to unfold there. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'll go Traylon Burks here from Arkansas. I think they could use him in a variety of different ways, and um, you know, I I know the Saints they have like we said they have issues at several spots, but if you're getting Charles Cross in that first pick at sixteen, um. I just don't I don't see a quarterback that I love here. So I think that's the issue, right? Is unless they just have fallen in love with, with Corral or Howell or one of those guys, I just don't I don't see them necessarily going this direction. Um so I'll go Burks here. I don't that's a tough one for me because I don't really know if I see that happening, but that is a, an area of need and I'll just take him here because I don't really see a lot of better options for, for kind of pairing him with, with Cross at sixteen. Yeah, I think it makes a lot of sense for what they need. But also, yeah, Burks, a lot of big boards out there from 
pretty reputable people that work on this kind of draft stuff all year. He's right there, not far behind the rankings for guys like Garrett Wilson and, and Drake London and that and that whole range of all the receivers that and Jameson Williams that we've been taking. I mean, he's for his speed, he's big, uh, which and he has acceleration that I wouldn't say it's anything like Jamar Chase, but man, he he does have some plays where he he catches the ball and he's running past NFL level DBs at places like Alabama. Uh, and making them look a little slow with his acceleration. But, yeah, that combination of his size, his speed, uh, all those kind of things, I, I think he makes a lot of sense. And it fills he, – he's arguably one of the better players left on the board. Um, and it fills a, a pretty big need that they have. So I think, yeah, if you're a Saints fan, I would be ecstatic with the two picks we've given you, you guys. <laughs> like, really, I yeah. think these are two really solid players that should fill in nicely. I know quarterback is still something got to figure out, but I don't know if it's – this time and again this trend isn't uh we're seeing is teams don't necessarily have to always draft their their quarterback you can f- fill out the roster and make it look really uh, enticing and some of these guys are more often than in the past are asking their teams to to be traded we see with russell wilson didn't think that was you know there was a time where i was like hey, you know like that sounds great in theory but that's he's not gonna leave and then it happened so if you yeah. and the saints are still a, i know without sean payton it's not quite the same but they're still in my mind uh one of the top organizations from top to bottom in terms of uh, the structure and the culture that they've built, not a place that someone, uh, a QB is not going to look at and want to go. And if Traylon Burks has a fantastic rookie year, that only makes it more attractive. So I think it makes a lot of sense here. Yep. So we'll, uh, we'll pick him there uh, at that spot. Now, again, Chris Olave is still out there. And um, I think he's one that's now fallen into our guys that have dropped further than projected at this point. But, I don't know. I like I like Burks with the Saints because I think he's a – I don't know. I feel like there's a variety of different ways they can use him, and maybe that's appealing for the Saints who, again, are not exactly set at offense. Um, that They have a lot of things to figure out, as you said, post-Sean Payton. So um, I think Burks is a better fit there, but um, we'll, we'll see. All right, that takes us to 20, to the Steelers, and uh, this is an interesting pick. Yeah. I mean, this is one, again, you talk about a team that could go – a lot of different directions here, but there is still one position at quarterback that is, uh, we know, an area of need, and I don't know if they do that here, but um, there are a couple options available, and I don't know. I think if you're the Steelers and maybe you don't love those options, maybe you could you could move out of this pick, um, or maybe you go the offensive line route. Uh, it's uh, I think this is a tough call for the Steelers uh, here at 20, and luckily that's your choice. And not yeah. Me. This is this is one of the harder ones I feel like I've had because of the range of different possibilities that could happen. The fact that you know they're if go leading up to the Super Bowl, anytime you saw the now going to be former GM but still working with the Steelers, Kevin Colbert, he said he wanted to find the next franchise QB before he stopped you know doing anything uh, with the team before his involvement uh, kind of stopped. And is that pressure of trying to find that guy? on right here do they trade up to get someone and maybe if you know we we had malik willis going really high maybe if he had fallen to a certain spot they would have made that move to try to go get him that did not happen i don't know man they this is a team that always seems to to draft defensive players and maybe some in these kind of spots sometimes they are more recent years they haven't but man they i mean they have some needs along their i would argue their defensive line uh, outside of T.J. Watt, and um, they need some depth behind him and Cameron Hayward. Defensive back is definitely a need. So it's like you, you just mentioned we mentioned two of the guys that have really fallen the furthest here in McDuffie 
and um, uh, and, and Karloftis. So, man, those two guys both fill in needs and are potential top players left on the board. Um, but that it's that enticing. Do I get they want to get that quarterback? And it's funny because I think the team you have next, those are probably two players they're really looking at with the Patriots that fill in big needs for New England. So they're probably hoping whatever they're maybe they want McDuffie more. They're probably hoping the Steelers don't go that route. Oh boy, man! You know, I th- I'm going to go with the QB, but I don't I don't think it's the guy that you that you expected necessarily. I'm going to go with Desmond Ritter here at this spot this is just i'm a little it's this is less of what i would do i guess i know we kind of make these rules as we go but i think he's a guy that at least in the articles that we've been pumping out at clutch points about his uh his meetings and stuff that basically a lot of the stuff that's been out there has been about ritter and pressing the steelers front office that's the main takeaway of the of the quarterbacks that I've um, in terms of the Steelers like kind of rumors that I remember reading about and there's just some feeling that man, I know I don't know that, that they they're not always a team that's going to go by uh, the book in terms of what everyone else ranks players as um, they, they maybe they if they really believe that he can be the future of this team with you know not that no offense to Mitch but I I don't know if they necessarily think he's going to be the long-term answer I definitely feel like he can have success off the bat but having him be in a role that he's not unfamiliar with being a stop kind of guy before before the next QB comes in um uh, it would make sense so I'm gonna go Desmond Ritter here I don't know if this is what they should do but uh, I, I won't be – it will be a cool thing if it's, we're doing our podcast the night of the draft and I'm like, I nailed one of these, uh, yeah. <laughs> one of these deeper picks, so I'll go with that. Yeah, I was going to say, I, we, we've said it. By this point in the draft, I think our board is going to be just all over the place. And I think our chances of landing anything beyond maybe 15 <laughs> is very <laughs> slim at this point. Um, because I, I just – yeah, I think there are so many ways this thing could go and – as we know, one pick here or there can alter the entire draft by, you know, three or four moves. And, yeah. um, and again, we, we didn't really – I think there are going to be multiple trades, in my opinion, in the top 15. I think there are going to be mm-hmm. multiple trades. So and we, we only did one, and that was, you know, a team moving up one spot. So, um, yeah, so I think that's certainly something to, to consider uh, at this point. But, I mean, I do think the Steelers go quarterback – and I think it's just a matter of which way do they go here. I really think that's probably the likely scenario if the board has fallen the way that it has. But I'm glad you made that pick because this, for me, makes number 21 very easy um, because I think at this point, uh, to me, and I know, you know, maybe not what we're used to with the New England Patriots who are here at 21, and they've got several different needs, and I think this, again, to me, comes down to two players. Um, I think it's Chris Olave, or I think it's wow. uh, George Kalaftis. I think it's I think it's one of those two guys. It's oh, probably man. the way I would go here. So it's basically: Do I want to screw over the Packers at twenty-two? Yes, uh, and take a wide receiver <laughs> because if I don't, then that makes the Packers in a prime spot at twenty-two. We could do In the little opinion. same thing we did before where a <laughs> team could. trades up a single pick because they're could so determined. But do they, uh, you know, I think Pickens is the guy, or sorry, not Pickens, Burks is the guy that the Packers really w- would have wanted. But now now Pickens is that backup option if mm-hmm. you go Olave. So I don't know. Maybe they stand, stand pat. Yeah. Um, you know, I could do this here. Let's see. 
All right, hold on. I'm I'm in the I'm in the war room here. Um, it's interesting because you mentioned DB is a, a pretty common pick for the Pats I've seen across the board, but I you know I do think that receivers they still need one, and obviously Karloftis adds an element that makes that defense more scary. So I, I could see it for sure. Yeah. Man, this is a tough pick here. Um, you know, hit repeat on that for me. Um, it's like, I don't know, because it's one of those things where it's, I mean, Karloftis, he, like, Pro Football Focus has him in the top ten, right? Like, in terms of their, I think in terms he's of their, their big, big board. board. He's, he's commonly in that range. If he's not top ten, top 15, I haven't seen the, the PFF one. but He feels like a Belichick guy to me. He does. Um, <laughs> And I don't know what exactly that looks like, but he feels like a Belichick guy. But I also think McDuffie's another guy too. Um, mm-hmm. but I think he's not falling too much further. I feel like I think Karloftis is more a Belichick guy to me. There you go. Uh, but again, it's Chris Olave though. I, I don't think I think if he's there too, like I think there is a lot of value for the Patriots to go that route because I mean they need playmakers mm-hmm. and. I just don't know if we can have him fall this far down. That's what I keep worrying about here. I'm like, is he really going to fall this far? And if he does, could the Patriots ignore that? Um, boy. I, I'm trying to – I'm doing this because I'm looking ahead. I'm thinking, okay, the Cardinals are my next pick at 23. The Packers – you know, for you, like you said, I think there are multiple wide receiver options, no matter if I pick, if I take a receiver here or not. The Cardinals are an interesting one because I think they have a lot of needs, but they're the Cardinals, and they like to play offense. And I think they could go wild card. Like, I think they could go receiver or something, too, and I wouldn't be surprised. Um, I, I think, yeah, I, it's – McDuff, even for Arizona, I'd say corner defense line, but in, yeah. or the outside of receiver, I still think yeah, receiver. Uh, you lose Christian Kirk. I know you still have everyone's healthy, still have some pretty solid options there. But yeah, like you said, they sometimes I know they took Isaiah Simmons a few years ago, but sometimes they just take the best offensive player that they think uh, there is going to take them over yeah. the top, even if that's not the right answer. <laughs> that's that's kind of what I was thinking. Um... All right, I'm using all my time here. I want to make sure I I get this one. Um, I just think the Patriots can go a lot of man, they can go a lot of different. They can ways. go so many ways. And the Packers pick, I mean, they're yeah, they're really probably hoping Olave. I know I might take Pickens next anyway, but if we think it's strong enough that the Packers would be like at this point, they loved how this draft was going, right? The next thing you know, we pick three straight receivers. Now, do you think they might? pull the trigger on that trade up i don't know what they, they'd have to even go up for one spot probably a later round pick not even or a mid-round pick to get the patriots to entice them enough i'm not sure they might just knowing yeah. the packers they don't love the trade up i mean i know they did for jordan love but yeah that's kind of what i was thinking i don't know if they would have to i think they're probably going to still be fine here okay but And we have, I just, I think we have fallen into the situation where it's tough. Yeah, there's a lot of, a lot of great options to pick from. I know. Um, yeah, I just, I, I don't. 
to me, I'm really thinking on Crystal of it here. I think that he is. Wow. I really am because I just don't think I think he's he's good enough to where if he's still here, um, I'm doing it. Yeah, I, I'm doing it. Chris, Crystal Lobby is the pick. I, I'm I'm taking the pick. I I just think he's too good to be at 21, and that's where I, for me, Belichick is always a. He finds the value. Like he feels like you know, it, it's dependent on how they do. But I'm looking around here, and he's met with the Patriots. It seems like it's one of those things where. If he's there, I, I feel like they would they would be in love with that pick. And it would give them an offensive weapon that they could pair with Mac Jones for years to come. And so yeah, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna take him there. I know it's defense may be the more likely move, and like you said, I think Karloftis or even McDuffie or even Elam from Florida, one of the one of those three mm -hmm. could be there. But I think if this is how the board falls, I don't think I can I can let him pass this wow. one. So there you go. My goodness, uh, Packer fans, this has been a rough <laughs> Sorry, episode. Sorry, Packers. Sorry. He, yeah, he, I mean, uh, the one thing I will say, usually Belichick likes to go for receivers that are maybe a bit better blockers than Olave, but that's yeah. the only thing that I would think about, like, his style. Like, I, obviously, he's still insanely fast. You, you need as many playmakers, as you mentioned, that became glaringly obvious in that in the playoff loss of the Bills. I know they probably weren't going to win that game anyway with how their defense was getting torn apart, but uh just throughout the season there's you don't it wasn't like you know you feel like mac jones maybe has another level he can go or maybe he's not the highest ceiling guy maybe he's a really high floor kind of guy but with for those players you need someone then that can take the the passes take the the, the shorter throws the, mid, the medium range intermediate uh balls and kind of make a play after the fact and his speed yeah i mean it, he's he makes a lot of sense here still um and still I think they'll be happy with that. I just, I do wonder if that's what, well, I will find out if Belichick does. I'm Packers probably hoping, really desperately hoping that he falls to them, but not yet. You've made my, my life a little tougher coming up here. <laughs> well, I have a, I'm looking at the, uh, the Patriots arsenal here too, in terms of picks and they have, because I'm, I'm, we're not going to do this this episode, but I am thinking about a trade as well to get the Patriots back into the first round again. But we'll see if I can make that happen. Um, there's something I'm, I'm, I've really been digging into there throughout this entire thing. I'm wondering if they can get another pick here. But I I don't know. Um, maybe we're getting very offensive happy here, which we clearly are in this. We picked all offensive players um, at this point in, in this part of the um, the series. But – I don't know. I just think that it's the thing is now. I, after losing to Darius Smith, I feel like Karloftis. It, it makes so much sense for the Packers there. Like it's like, wow, this guy's yeah. really fallen to us. But you know, okay. So the thing is, they still have a first round pick coming up not too far from now. And I do wonder, do we really think that in that range, that Pickens and say dotson from penn state do we think both of those guys are going to go before 28 that's the question if i'm the packers i'm asking because if they don't if you think one of those guys will still be there at 28 those are probably your best two options anyway at this point and uh carl loftus i mean he's they probably don't expect him to be here at 20 at uh, 22 waiting to, to fill right in for centurion smith on the long that defensive line so that might be the route. What do you think? Do you think uh, – I'm looking at the teams that are in this range. The, uh, the Chiefs are up after them, so they'd have to trade up if they want to try to snag one of those two. Um, 
I don't think the Bucks necessarily would. I don't think the Bills would, but maybe. But I don't know. Man, it's it's kind of crazy with the way we've we've tilted this draft with all these. We went from straight offensive line, defensive line to a draft that so far we have four receivers and a quarterback. <laughs> well, I mean, like this this as I said, this draft has gone off the rails in my opinion, like because we <laughs> we are basically picking now, and that's what I said. Like I think the Patriots for me picked a player that I think has fallen so far that I don't think he's going to be here at 21 and so I'm like I feel like I have to pick him because I don't think he's going to be here and like I can't I can't skip him because then he's going to fall down to 23 or something and I don't think he's definitely not going to be there then so it's I think that's kind of what we've gotten to some locks have him going to the Chiefs it's great I mean that's nuts man I don't I don't see, I don't see it happening I see a four two six. I mean I, I don't think he's falling that far at that yeah the Packers that's are the big. team that I think I don't think he gets past Green Bay if he's still no. there um, you can see a team trading up for him in this 20 range too. So yeah, I think I understand what you're saying there. Um, uh, I don't, I personally don't think a tough one for the that the, that the um, next few teams are going to take those two. One of the both, like, I don't th- know if both those receivers are going to come off the board and put it that way with the guys that are left. I think there's too many good defensive backs that fit into what teams like Buffalo and Arizona might need. I think there's too yeah. many offensive linemen that make sense for Dallas. Um, Maybe even at 28, they still there's some on uh, the Ringers mock. They have Arnold Abekitai from Penn State going to Green Bay, so they had them going the route of receiver first and edge rusher. I do think those are the two things you're targeting if you're Green Bay. It's just what what's the calculus for what they get for those two, given how it's gone. I'm going to go with George Karloftis and play my chances. Maybe the Packers have to trade back up a little bit for a receiver, but I, I just think he's a guy that's. I, I, you know, if Olave was still there, they would take. I would take him. If Jameson Williams, Jacklin, and any of the receivers we've already taken were still there, I don't think Green Bay lets them pass, even with Karloftis left. But given those guys are gone, given that where the receivers, the two next on how I'd rank them, are kind of going in that big board situation, I just don't think. I think they're going to be able to wait it out. And just the potential of what Karloftis can do is really huge. Uh, you know, really versatile pass rusher. I, that's like you said, he's a Belichick guy. He definitely. That's why when you said that, I was like, that makes so much sense. He's like the <laughs> relentlessness, the the level of drive. He's, he's only yeah. 21 years old, which is crazy. Um, yeah, he's a, he's a mach- uh, an animal out there. And I think, yeah, it's a scary prospect if you're in the AFC East thinking of him in the Pats. So maybe this worked out well for the rest of that division. But I think, yeah, just given how it's gone, I know there, it's unlikely that if the Packers aren't going to take a receiver here. But I just think with those guys left – this is probably it makes and he's left. Like if Karloftis wasn't here, I would probably still take a receiver and reach a bit, or maybe trade back like two spots if we really. But I don't even know if those teams would feel like they need to. So probably just take a receiver here. But given Karloftis is here, I'm going to take him at 22 for Green Bay. Yeah, and like I've seen some different ones. There was a one NFL.com mock draft that had the Packers trading up here with the Patriots to go 21 and 22. So yeah. they would take they would take Karloftis at twenty one. They would take Alave at twenty two. Yeah, so that would be your perfect scenario. And I will say I could see that happening if you're the Patriots, feeling like you twenty eight plus if, more. I was yeah. going to say if you're going to move back to get a defensive player, I think there will still be enough on the board at that point 100%. to where they could move back to twenty eight and be perfectly fine. So that's a good. Idea. That's a that's a that could happen. I won't be shocked. Yeah, that's a good idea. I was going to say I think that's um. That, to me, is a move for the Patriots, and that's why that 21 was so confusing, I think, because mm-hmm. I think there's definitely a situation where they can move back and still get a player that they want. 
at 20, even if it's someone else. Like, even if it's, I don't mean, again, I don't know if it'd be the Titans or Bucks or Packers or someone mm-hmm. like that. Chiefs, maybe, I, I don't know. But um, I think you can move back and still feel probably fine if you're the Patriots because there's still some good value in here, I believe. So, as we said, there are still multiple players, I think, that some people believe, you know, are probably way off the board at this point, um, you know, maybe by eight to ten spots that are still out there. So, oh, anyways. Um, <laughs> now so now I, you I, have a I like it for the Packers, here. but now yeah. we have a decision to make for the Cardinals. Mm-hmm. Who, like I said, I would not be surprised if the Cardinals go off the board here, um, but I think that would have been to take a wide receiver, and I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, Pickens is obviously the one um, you could think about. But I just don't see that happening necessarily here. Um, I mean, look, Penning is still there, but I just I'm not finding the right spot for him. And again, I think there's a good chance that he's the one that we're gonna have the furthest down. That then what he actually does and say like how did that happen? How did how did it get to that point? I don't think he'll um, go much further. I think and not the spoiler. I, say, I think I, the I think, yeah. the Titans could really use it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, there there are two teams I'm looking at right now that I think that he's not going to get beyond 26 or 27. I'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, so we may let him fall down a little bit further, although I think that is a, a need here, potentially. Um, but I think I'm going to go defense for the Cardinals. Yeah. Because I, I think that, I mean, that, that's still a defense, as we know, that, that needs some, some work here. Um and I think it's now it's just a matter of which player you're taking. And I think it's probably hmm. – I mean, there's some good options. Like, I mean, we know what they've lost. Like, we know some of the players that they've, they've lost. And I think there is someone that is actually um, – boy, I don't know. This is a – I think it's defensive back, but – Oh, it's a matter of which way do you go here. Um, trying to make sure there's no one else I'm thinking about that we have just completely overlooked here. Um, hmm. Let me see. Right. Play the Jeopardy music. <laughs> um... Who is there's somebody I'm forgetting. I, I mean the the guy I, I think at this point it's hard it's just my own opinion. If McDuffie's there That's what I was gonna say. That's kinda where I'm leaning here. Um I think if he's still there, I think he's probably the best choice. I know Booth is another one. Mm-hmm. Um you know, someone like Nicobe Dean I would say would is gonna go around the spot, but I don't think that necessarily a, a need for the Cardinals right now. So I'm gonna go um, yeah, I'm going to go Trent McDuffie here from Washington. I think he's he's the best choice of this group, and I think he would instantly help them in the secondary again. We always say we look at the divisional aspect of this, and knowing maybe what they're they're going up against, that'd be a nice um, a nice player you can plug in there and and make plays. So yeah, I'll go McDuffie there. So they go defense, uh, the Cardinals at 23. You might not have um, to deal with Debo much longer, but you're going to like him, I think, against the Rams receivers. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, you, you need someone against uh, the Rams receivers, and he's someone that I think would would help for sure. Uh, wow, what a, what a range that was. We go all <laughs> offense up until the final two picks here. I mean, I'm telling you, man, this is – I think if we were to get, let's say beyond – even beyond the top pick, 
I gotta take like two on. Like it is a complete crapshoot at this point. I yeah. think the card. I think the Panthers are gonna go quarterback at six, and I think we may actually nail that one. Yeah, Kenny Pickett. I think so. But all the other ones, I truly believe we could look back and say, well, we missed on every one of those because the Texans it's are gonna be, they're gonna be the ones that do this. Um, if they don't go offensive line at three, boy, there's a. I'm looking back at this now, and I'm thinking our board here is it's wild. But there you go, 23 picks. In I the think books. I think we got one more for this episode. Oh, do we still though. have one more? Yeah, the, right. Cowboys. the Cowboys. I'm sorry, I forgot we had one more to make. Um, I apologize. The no, Cowboys have a pick here. <laughs> yeah, we still have one more. I think I'm trying yeah. to get out of here. I, we're, it's been this one's been a fun one because, it, but it's 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 <laughs> tough because you really have to think these things through. And how it's gone, you're right. I think I threw things in the chaos. It's my fault. Putting, having Malik Willis go second really just screwed everything up because we <laughs> could have had true. some fun trades for him, and it made Trayvon Walker and, and Kayvon Thibodeau follow a tad more. And even when I took Kyle Hamilton pretty high, that might have messed things up a, a tad. Um, but, yeah, I think McDuffie for Arizona, I was just looking. They only have two corners that – aren't undrafted on their roster. So I think corners definitely, this, this draft's fallen perfectly for them. McDuffie's a lot higher on big boards than going this uh, in this range. And so I think uh, the athletic Dan, um, Dan Brugler put him all the way up at 12th to Minnesota. Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think it's some good value there for Arizona. So that makes a lot of sense for Dallas. I'm How this has kind of fallen, offensive line is definitely one of the needs I'm, I've been looking at. I just don't know if Penning is the guy that fits exactly that's the thing i'm like do they he's need a wild more? card here man like he could go anywhere from top 10 i think to 30 um, yeah if, if yeah. jermaine johnson hadn't gone so high it could have seen him going in this range to them um i still think they could have used a receiver but the draft just hasn't really exactly fallen after with, with mark cooper gone still think they could use a receiver but oh man i don't know i mean they took a not necessarily a chance, but they when they drafted Micah Parsons, some people were like, "Man, they really need a they really needed one of those top corners there." <laughs> and sure enough, he ends up being the one of the best defensive players in the league, let alone as a rookie, the best rookie on defense. So, I I don't know. I, I'm going to go. I think though, with just where their offensive line has gone and some of the struggles that they had on the interior, uh, really got beat up in that San Francisco playoff game. I'm going to go center with Tyre Linderbaum from Iowa. I think he is a pretty solid fit here for what they need. Um, they could be going guard, but I think Linderbaum, uh, some other guys mocked at guard, for example, Zion Johnson's gone to them on, on some places. Um, uh, also, they could go edge rusher. I think that's definitely another need, but I think Linderbaum makes a, a good amount of sense, and I think sometimes we see the centers. Potentially, this is going to be one that falls a little bit more, but then we're going to look back, and uh, I'm not saying he's going to be as good as some of these previous guys, but as like a, a Creed Humphrey kind of situation. But I think he is, uh, it's really important for Dallas to have that figured out. And I think Linderbaum could make sense there. So I will go that way. There you go. Um, yeah. There is our final pick of part three of our 2022 <laughs> NFL mock draft. Uh, yeah. I had my numbers off, but um, that's, uh, that's never a surprise, but all right, 24 picks in the books. Uh, I would ask you how we're feeling right now, Dylan, but I think we pretty much said it. Um, you know, I, I think the total players are not crazy. I think there's right. maybe like yes. Linderbaum might go a little further back. Um, outside of that, maybe Ritter. And then after that, I mean, most of these guys I think are going top 22 um, or 24 in some range, uh, if not nice. close to it. So we'll see, I guess. I still think that there are going to be somebody's going to trade up for Corral or Pickett. Um, 
and hey, Birmingham, we, we had Picky it. going to the to the six at the Panthers. I think there's a possibility maybe someone tries to jump the Panthers there. That's an interesting one to think mm-hmm. about. Corral, I don't. I think he's the only one. I don't really think Howell's in that group, and we'll see if one of us wind up taking Howell um, at 25 through 32. But I think that's where this gets interesting. Is again, we always say that like it was the, the Patriots and Mac Jones, those kind of things. Um, those are hard to predict, but as of right now, I think you're right in terms of I think we've got the players that are mostly going to be around this spot. I don't think we've really left anyone out to this point that's going to be way higher. Like That's what we're talking about like with Alave and, and guys like that mm-hmm. who are still out there. Um, you know, I, I think that's where it's going to get very interesting. So we'll see. Um, the Bills are on the clock next, so I guess we'll see how it plays out from there. Yep. It should be interesting. I'm still right now. I'm like, should I have taken Zion Johnson? I'm going to keep uh, Linderbaum. I already the, the pick was filed, but that I, I do think if they don't with the re- way the receivers have fallen, I think Dallas is for sure going offensive line here. But yeah, Buffalo now coming up will be fun. For, you got a got a little more time to think about it. I think they would have loved McDuffie if he had fallen there. Um, still think corner is potentially a way they go, but I think you know we we just talked about the Titans and. And another team possibly looking at penning. I think right tackle, another team that could use one, and Buffalo. And uh, this might work out well for them. We'll have to wait, though, until the next episode to find out. <laughs> yeah, we will see. Um, yeah, I think it's um, – if you thought it went off the rails here, wait till we get to 25 to 32. <laughs> but uh, there you go. Picks 1 through 24 are in. And uh, Dylan, for now, we've got a lot of stuff over clutch points. Getting ready for the draft, as we said, not far away now. Um, a week away at this point. And – um, the picks will be in, and uh, let everybody know we can find all the coverage of that over there. Yeah, you can find all of our NFL draft coverage on clutchpoints.com in the NFL section. Search NFL draft. Tons of stuff going over all the best uh, landing spots for these top draft prospects. Also, the, just the top picks these t- players uh, should be going for. We have full team mock drafts for every single team in the league um so yeah tons of good stuff for the draft you can follow there you can follow all nba playoff action all mlb game action and the clutch points app our nfl section there will also have a lot of the nfl content available but the best place to go definitely clutchpoints.com to read about everything going on and all the debo samuel drama that right now has been going on we didn't touch on that but obviously this is, these are mock drafts episodes but but next time we talk to you there's uh, not a zero percent chance that Debo will have a new team. At least he wants to. We'll, we'll find out. Yeah, maybe we could have worked that in somewhere as we started our our mock later, perhaps. Um, it's been a big blockbuster trade uh, somewhere. But uh, yes, we will see how that plays out because that one could be very interesting uh, for sure. So uh, be sure to check out everything over Clutch Points. Uh, and as always, be sure to subscribe to the podcast. Any podcast app you use, search for Stop Pass. And uh, thanks as always for listening to the podcast and we'll talk to you next time.